podcast. My name is Alona. I'm here with Justin Anderson, our lead pastor, and we are in a season on discipleship. And today's really all about making that practical for leaders. We believe that investing in leaders is what makes the church thrive. And so today we're going to recap our philosophy of discipleship uh, and really focus on how that applies to you in whatever context you're in. And so uh, the most important thing for us is we're going to offer you a framework for how the pieces fit together. So we've talked about uh, that discipleship is about following Jesus. It's proactive. It's about spiritual disciplines. And so we're going to borrow a framework from Dallas Willard. He wrote a book called Renovation of the Heart, which is great. Uh, and he outlines how our discipleship fits under that idea of a vision, an intention, and a means. And so today we're going to talk about how our idea of discipleship really matches that piece to offer you a kind of framework for thinking about it. So the idea is that our vision in discipleship is about following Jesus. That's when we imitate his lifestyle. We have a picture of where we want to go. Uh, the intention is to be proactive, that that's our decisiveness in the process, is to proactively decide where we're going and what we're doing. Uh, and it's not responsive. We're putting in the effort. And then lastly, the idea that our means are the spiritual disciplines, those relational practices that we put into effect so that we can form our hearts to love God and love people even more. So that's a frame that we're going to use today. Uh, and in this specific episode, we really want you to think about your leadership context. The first uh, episodes were all about you thinking about just the idea of philosophy for life in general, but think about where you are as a leader and really think about in whatever context that is, how can these concepts apply to you in that space? Uh, and so to start, uh, we'll look at the idea of the vision. And so Justin kind of talk us through this idea of uh, vision is following Jesus's lifestyle, which means we should think about the way that Jesus led his disciples. Yeah. So uh, in this uh, first episode, we talked about uh, how if we want the life of Jesus, that we have to imitate the lifestyle mm -hmm. of Jesus. And we took that from John Mark Comer's book, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which mm -hmm. is a fantastic book as well. Um, and so having a vision for what we're going to do, not just the outcome of what we want, but how we're going to get there. And so if we want the outcome of Jesus' life, we have to model our lives after mm -hmm. Jesus' lifestyle. So two things in particular for leaders that we want to draw attention to. One is uh, what some theologians call the action reflection model. So if you read through the Gospels and see the way Jesus led his disciples, um, he would take them along with him and perform miracles or teach or do all of the things Jesus was doing. And then after the fact, would sit and reflect with his disciples about what happened, yeah. what it meant, gave them space for uh, asking questions. So one of the ways that we can implement this in our leadership is that rather than sitting down with somebody and explaining to them what to do or how to lead or how to be a good parent or whatever, that we would actually invite them into our lives, right? So having people over, single guys, for instance, in my life, um, that I would have to my house to eat dinner with us, um, to integrate them into our lives, to have them see the way I parent my kids, right. rather than just sitting them down and go, okay, here's how you parent your kids. Mm -hmm. Just watch me, watch me do it sometimes well and sometimes fail, uh, but then let's talk through it. And what did you see me do? Mm -hmm. um, how, how did you see me interact with my kids differently? So action and then reflection, which requires that kind of integration. Yeah. Um, so second part to that, that kind of goes along with it, is the idea of having a crew, right? So mm -hmm. Jesus had his 12 disciples. But then he also had Peter, James, and John, right? Uh, that, that kind of got some special attention. Um, the, they had the great privilege of watching Jesus sweat blood in the garden, right? Like they were, they were there. They were in the mix, right? 
Um, and having that, that crew, I think, is an acknowledgement of one, like we can't be responsible for everybody, right? We yeah. cannot take on all people. We have to have kind of layers of mm -hmm. leadership, layers of influence. And I think as leaders, we want to look at whatever the context is, whether that's a community group, um, it's a group, uh, your team at work, whatever your leadership context is, and be able to go, okay, who are the people that I can uh, influence at a level one, at a level two, a level three, and, and making sure you have that tight crew that you're integrating into your life to as great a degree as possible, mm -hmm. that you're identifying, whether that's because um, they have, are the highest capacity, there's some natural affinity uh, relationally, sure. or you think, gosh, what they need is what I can give them because yeah. of my experience or skills or whatever, but being able to identify like, okay, here's my crew that I'm gonna invest in specifically. Absolutely. So then what would it also look like, uh, again, in the frame, a vision and also an intention? So we talked about the intention of proactivity. What would that look like for us as leaders? Yeah. So as leaders, I think a huge part of our job is to stay in the future, to live our kind of mental lives in the future, be mm -hmm. thinking about things before anyone else is, right? So three really practical ways that we can kind of live in the future. One, um, think about where your team or your group is going. Right? What, what, what's the end game for this group? What's the trajectory that you're on? So it's really easy if you're leading a team uh, at work uh, or any kind of project-oriented team. You know what the end game is. Your job is to keep your eyes on that end game and to, uh, to a great degree, keep the eyes of the people you're leading on that end game, right? Mm -hmm. Like keep the vision in mind. So have an idea where your group is going. And if it's a community group where it's kind of less project oriented, more just of a ongoing relationship group, um, having an idea of like, what are we building towards, right? right? Uh, is there some sort of um, issue or theme or theological idea or biblical idea that we wanna build into our people? Mm -hmm. Like have a plan, so that's one. Two, be proactive uh, about every meeting. Right, so I don't know what the actual numbers are, so don't quote me on the numbers. But something like if you, for every five minutes you spend preparing for a meeting, mm -hmm. um, the meeting becomes I don't know what it is a thousand times more effective. That's I for think sure. that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, so statistic. That's pretty good, right? Five minutes for a thousand percent. I'd take those numbers. So um, whatever that is, like if you just take a minute, and and I would build this into your schedule, right? So if it's before a community group, it's mm -hmm. before a leadership team meeting, it's before a team meeting at work, whatever it is. Build that in five, 10, 15 minutes. Just go, okay, what is this? What are we trying to accomplish? What's the goal? How am I gonna do it? What's the first thing I'm gonna say when I walk in the room? What's the first thing we need to tackle as a team? Mm -hmm. Just that little bit of preparation. You're thinking about the meeting before your team's thinking about the meeting. So third thing is, and this is a, a concept we're gonna build uh, a lot more in a future episode, um, but thinking about what's, what's the next step for not just the team, but the individuals on your team, right. right? So one of the things we say here at Icon a lot is what's your next step? What's your next step in terms of discipleship? What's your next step in terms of growth? And, and that's something as a leader, you need to be thinking about that next step before the people are thinking about their next step, right? I think it's one of the things that I look for in potential leaders is, are they thinking about the future? Right. Are they thinking about the people around them or they just have their head down on their own thing? Leaders don't think about themselves. Leaders think about the people they're leading, and they think about the future. Mm -hmm. So I think those are three kind of practical ways that we can be proactive in our leadership. Right, okay, and so then the last part of the frame, so it's a vision, it's an intention, and it's also a means. And so we've talked about the fact that 
for us, the means is spiritual disciplines or relational practices. So what does that look like? Yeah. So spiritual practices are unique in the sense that um, they, they don't have kind of a one-to-one -one, uh, ratio of action, meaning mm -hmm. uh, when I pray, sit down to pray and pray for 20 minutes, I shouldn't lift my head expecting uh, the thing to happen. Right? Nice, but... It would be great, right? <laughs> uh, but it, it's not like a lever we can pull that goes, okay, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna pray my 20 minutes, pull the lever, I get the thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a vending machine situation right. here. That there is a, a shaping kind of uh, almost like sculpture uh, metaphor here to be thought of. So have you ever sculpted before? <laughs> a lot, yeah. Yes, so all the time. I've spent a lot of time sculpting. <laughs> and uh, and one of the things you learn is like it's a it's a really slow, gradual process. If you ever watch a sculptor yeah, yeah, on YouTube, YouTube I got yeah, it. There, that's closer probably for you. Um, but you, the first little chip off doesn't accomplish the sculpture, mm -hmm. right? It's thousands and thousands and thousands of, of moments of little chips, of little pieces being broken off one at a time. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how we have to think. This, spiritual disciplines are a long play. Mm -hmm. The Christian life is a long play. Leadership is a long play, yeah. right? So we want to have that kind of perspective when it comes to spiritual practices. They're forming us, they're mm -hmm. shaping us little by little, not in this kind of overnight kind of deal. So mm -hmm. for you as a leader, you've got to have the long view in mind in your own life yeah. and encourage that in the people that you are leading. So one of the ways I think this can play out in, a, in like today, is when you have someone on your team who has a problem in their life, there there's an obstacle for the team or you know some sort of personal issue, mm -hmm. rather than um, immediately kind of pivoting to uh, okay, let's build a strategy, let's change the schedule, let's let's strategize our way through this. Mm -hmm. Start by going okay, is there is there a problem underneath the problem, right? Is there an issue of the right. heart? that's manifesting itself in this really practical way, but what really is happening is there's a there's kind of a heart thing going on. Mm -hmm. So as leaders, we have the capacity to go, okay, because we're thinking about the future, because we're thinking about what's the next step, right. because our brains are uh, ahead of it, we're able in that moment, instead of kind of what would be honestly my instinct, which is to go, okay, let's solve, let's right. change the schedule, let's change the approach, let's do this, to stop and go, hey, let's let's have the long play in mind mm -hmm. and go, okay, what's going on in the heart level? Is this is this bubbling up to something uh, that's more practical, but really has its roots down low? Sure, and I think it's important to acknowledge that this isn't just something we can do in churchy context. Like I can't only do that in my community group, that I can have that conversation with a colleague. And this was probably super evident for me as an English teacher, that I'd be able to sit down with any colleague, Christian or not, and be able to have a heart conversation around why is it that you feel stressed out and why is it that you feel overwhelmed by curriculum planning and is this really a heart issue of a saver complex in my classroom or a I don't know how to stop working because I feel like the world needs me to keep running mm. uh, and you can have that conversation in any context Christian or not yeah. uh, and really begin to point people back to the fact that these aren't outside issues they're actually internal heart issues yeah so um, for the sake of other people, how else could we yeah. practice that? Yeah, and this is one of the things I was just thinking about. This is gonna be a super dated reference because I'm very old. But um, many, many years ago in the NBA Finals, basketball reference here. Oh, I know this is your you. thing. Yeah, it's okay. totally, totally um, your point. You can look this up on YouTube. There's this famous play where Michael Jordan played for Chicago Bulls Thank you. long, I know long who time Michael ago. Jordan You've probably seen him cry in a meme. Um, so he went up for a layup. 
And in the middle, like in the middle of this layup, somebody came up to block his shot and he doubled down came around the other side, went up with his left hand, and made this amazing shot in the NBA Finals against the Lakers. And it's like oh, an iconic <laughs> play. Yeah, look it up. Iconic play. And everyone's raving about this play. But here's the thing. Uh, it took hours and hours and hours, thousands upon thousands of hours in the gym, mm -hmm. uh, uh, shooting shots, preparing for that moment. Sure. So that when he came up, and he didn't plan for someone to try to block mm -hmm. his shot, but he was able, because of the hours he spent lifting weights and shooting shots and all the preparation, mm -hmm. was able in the moment to then adjust because he was the kind of athlete mm -hmm. who could respond in the moment to what pre was presented. Yeah. And that's a bit of what spiritual disciplines do for us, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, if, if you are in a moment where someone's facing crisis and you haven't prepared yourself, you won't be ready. Right. You'll get your shot blocked, right? Like that, that, you will miss the moment. So part of what the reason why we do spiritual disciplines and, and have this long play is so that we become the kind of person who is prayerful, mm -hmm. the kind of person whose answers are rooted in scripture, yeah. the kind of person who um, can be patient and kind and gentle. The fruit of the spirit is, is manifest in mm -hmm. you, not because in the moment you go, oh, I need a Bible verse and you look it up, right. but because you your life is saturated in the scriptures, mm -hmm. right? So you're not just praying at community group, but you are someone who prays as a natural rhythm of your life. And so that becomes the overflow of your life and the overflow of your heart. And so there's this, there's this sense in which we do spiritual disciplines for our own spiritual growth. But then when we do that well, we become the kinds of people who can share that value right. with those we're leading. Absolutely. And that really brings us to our closing, that the idea is this vision, intention, and means is about following Jesus on purpose by engaging in those spiritual disciplines so that we can actually become the types of people, the types of leaders who can bring that to others as well. Yeah. So that's kind of our big goal with all of this. Um, so let's end with some takeaways. What would we say to people at ICON outside of ICON? Yeah, for those of you who are in leadership at ICON, um, I would say this. Think about your next meeting. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's the next moment you have to lead your people? So whether that's a community group meeting, an icon group meeting, uh, or a one-on-one -on -one meeting you have with somebody in your group, uh, what's that going to be like? Think about it before you get there. Prepare uh, before you get there. Think about what kind of questions you want to ask. What kind of, you know, if it's a community group uh, meeting, who's going to be in the room and what are they dealing with? And yeah. how can that shape the way you interact with them as they come in the door? Get ahead of it, right? Um, and if you're not a, a community group leader, but you're leading at Amazon or Microsoft or some team that you're on, do the same thing. Be prepared for that next interaction, for that next meeting, for that next moment you have. Um, know the people that you are in leadership or even if it's not a, a, a formal leadership position that you have influence over. Mm -hmm. What's that next interaction going to look like? Be ready. Be prepared for it. Um, and if you're a leader outside of ICON at another church and you're thinking through this stuff, just ask yourself, like, what are we doing to make our leaders into great leaders, yeah. right? How are we preparing them for those leadership moments? Mm -hmm. Get ahead of it now, because if you haven't uh, prepared your leaders, you're going to put them in a situation where they have to lead, but they don't have the tools to do it well. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in this week. We hope you're enjoying the content. Wherever you're watching it, feel free to comment. Let us know what you think, uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. To see our show notes and other episodes, head to iconchurch.org slash leadership podcast.